Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Billy B.J. Jones, and you are listening live to another exciting episode of B.J. Speaks, a conversation with, right here on Everyday Folks Radio. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or my esteemed guests today, you may call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And you may inbox me with any of your questions or comments at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And I also have my DMs open on my Instagram. So if you go on to Jones, you'll be able to DM me or message me there as well. Today is February 27, 2022. And 2022 is definitely popping off to be an exciting year. A few announcements that I'd like to share. Firstly, with the South Florida Writers Association, the South Florida Writers Association is hosting its annual virtual meeting and hybrid meeting options for those who prefer to go on ground. Right here in South Florida this Saturday coming March 5th from 1030 to 1230. And if you go to the website at SouthFloridaWriters.com, you'll be able to see who the next lineup speaker is. And it's my dear colleague and author, Bestie here, Madeline Goldman, who will be speaking about her career in branding and public relations as it relates to publishing. And I'd like to also give an opportunity to a shout out to the Writers Center. I've been taking a few courses through the Writers Center, and I have been thoroughly impressed with the level of depth and content provided at such a, a great value and things that I can readily take away and use the very next hour within my own writing. So check out the Writers Center for more information. And then finally, coming up tomorrow at 1 p.m., BJ Speaks is real, folks. We are back for February and March, and we have another exciting episode with my dear colleague, Susan Summons, Hall of Famer, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, former professor and colleague at Miami Dade College. She and I will be chatting about her latest endeavors and the things that motivate her and inspires her to do the work that she does at 1 p.m. live right here on Everyday Folks Radio. So go to everydayfolksradio.com for more information. And then lastly, my brother from another mother and I, Nadine, will be back on Friday night, March 4th, for another episode of Fright Talk right here in Everyday Folks Radio, where we will be discussing for Women's History Month, a tribute to female horror directors and producers, part one. So super excited about that as well. But all of that is aside for today's esteemed guest. And Nikkei S. Madison is a published author of Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits and recently released just a few days ago, Speak to Your Glue, both available on Amazon in print and Kendo. And Nike is also a, transfer, a transformative speaker, award-winning short story writer, freelance writing contributor, blogger, and soon-to-be online educator. She is currently developing a course for first-time caregivers who are navigating medical appointments. And I forgot to also add, she has been here with Everyday Folks literally since it started <laughs> with her own exciting segment of an incredible series, over 100 episodes called um, on her show, Journey into Passion. She is my sister from another mister and a family member of Everyday Folks Radio and author of Speak to Your Glue. Welcome, my dear friend, Anike. How are you today? 
Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And it's so great to have you on BJ Speaks because, you know, whenever we get together, we have fun. So, folks, it's oh, yeah. about to be lit here, okay? So we, ex- we encourage your questions and dialogue. And I already have a couple that are coming in, believe it or not, Anike. So I'm managing things here okay. from my other screen. But I also want to encourage folks, when we get together, it's just unforgettable. And I have to tell you, I've read your book cover to cover. Thank you so much for sharing with me a personal um, edition, although I will be buying it still. I just haven't, I wrote it on my to-do list. I promise. It's right here on this paper. But I wanted to talk to you about Speak to Your Glue because I know that you were always working on a follow-up to Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide, which has resonated today so much in my life, which I'll share later. But Speak to Your Glue is a whole other unique space because it's more than just a follow-up to care step-by-step. It seems like it can almost exist in the same space. Do you agree? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because as a caregiver, one of the things that happens is that you do get stuck. You get stuck in just making sure that the other person is okay and you forget about yourself. And it's very easy to do because, you know, that's your whole goal is to ensure that this person is okay. And, but you always, always have to make sure that you are also taking care of yourself. You know, if you do that, then, of course, you're going to be a better caregiver. And so you just get stuck in this mode of, okay, you know, they have to go to the doctor, they have to do this, you have to do that, and, you just, and your, your day is set, your day is set. And then at the end of the day, you realize, did I, okay, what did, did I get my medication? Mm-hmm. Did I, you know, what did I do for me? And so, and it, it, sometimes when you do that, you become resentful, you, you get overly exhausted, and it's personal, me- mental, and physical ailments can can overcome you because you're just so stuck in that monotonous thing and just forgetting yourself. So, yeah, it actually does work together. So when you came up with this title, Anike, stick to, speak to your glue. Because in my mind, sometimes I'm, I, I actually slipped the other day when I was telling it to my better half, and I said, it's, the title of Anike's book, it's called Stick to Your I said, no, it's not stick to your glue. No one wants to stick to your glue. You want to speak to your glue. So what, what inspired you to come up with this title? So I was sitting, it was, um, I, I wrote it in the book, I didn't want to forget the date. It was in August of 2020, just to tell you how long it took me to actually get this out. And I just, I was like, I just, I couldn't move forward, backward, or sideways. I was just stuck. I was like, I don't know what this is. What is going on with me? And I, I, I have, I've been inspiring people. I've been doing all these things. So what's going on with me? And then just as you were hearing my voice, I just, I heard it speak to your glue. And this was something that God gave me right in that moment to help me. And mm-hmm. I thought, speak to your glue. What is, okay. And then I started to think, oh, glue. Glue is the situ- anything that prevents you from be- beneficial action. Whatever you are stuck to, it's going to prevent you from beneficial actions, what it is. For the purposes of this book, that's what it is. And so on the cover, you'll notice that I have the, the word glue in melting letters. And what it is I talk about in the book is that you, the words that you speak act as a dissolvent. So it, it actually melts that glue. It melts all those negative things that are stuck to you, mm-hmm. all those negative mm-hmm. um, circumstances, all those things that are keeping you stuck in a place. You, your words can actually, when you speak to it and you start acknowledging what it is that you're stuck, what, what it is that you're so, you're so stuck in, you start acknowledging it and you start speaking to it, start speaking positive to it, start mm-hmm. make, 
making that thing know and understand that you are going to move forward. And so the whole idea is just to melt that glue and to, to do it with positive words, with positive actions, and just getting rid of all the negative things that are keeping you so stuck. Mm, I love that, especially with everything that's going on in the world now. You know, two years ago, Anike, the word, the key or buzz adjective was unprecedented, right? So now we move beyond unprecedented because it's become part of the, the, the next normal, you know, or the current normal, right? And now in the wake of everything else going on as we watch the international landscape, there's so much that we can get stuck in, right, our glue, right, whether it be our personal choices and our immediate spaces, but also as that relates to the bigger picture or universe as a whole, right, there are all these great spaces. So I love the fact that your book, I bring that up because I feel that how do you speak to your glue, I think part of that in what I've read is first you've got to acknowledge where the issue is, right, having that acknowledgement. And I love the steps that you take us through in the chapters that really help me understand what that is, such as using the word that. So could you talk a little bit about that? Like you use the word that, and I said, oh, that's clever. And it's significant. It's metaphorical. If you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, so I thought about a vat of glue. Like like you you have a vat of – a vat holds a lot of stuff. Like you you figure a big big ton, a big thing that holds tons and tons of liquid. And so I thought about it. Our words, you can actually create your own vat around you. Right. And it surrounds right. you and keeps you in place. It keeps you from moving anywhere. And then you picture yourself standing in this vat of your own creation, and then somebody comes along, all the negative people, the, the, all those people that are just so negative in your life that just keeps telling you things that you can't do. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't have this. And they're just pouring glue into that vat and that you're standing in. And, you know, it goes to your ankles. And then all of a sudden, and, you, and it's like, it's, it's a slow action. It's like, first, you can have a little bit of movement. But then as it comes up all around you, you just get more stuck and more stuck until very, eventually it, just, it almost comes up to your, your shoulders. And then, so at first, it's like you can't move your legs but you can still do things with your arms. And then all of a sudden you can't move your arms. You're just getting more and more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. more stuff. And so that's, that's the, the kind of um, symbolic <laughs> figure that I used. I just, I thought about you just, you created the vat. It, it, at first you created of your own creation and then people start pouring into it and you start allowing yourself to get more and more stuff. And so what you need at that point is that when you start speaking to all that glue that's keeping you stuck, your words are acting as a dissolvent, but you have mm-hmm. to make sure that the words are powerful enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to dissolve it. You know, I don't know if you remember that commercial where the guy, um, he was stuck um, the, mm-hmm. the, in a hard hat, and mm-hmm. then he was stuck on that thing. He's hanging. Yeah. He's hanging. That's the kind of glue I'm talking about, the kind that really keeps you immobile. And, and so you can't say things like, um, I think I can. No, you have to say, I can. I believe. This is going to happen. You know, you have to be really, really strong with the words that you're, 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 you're speaking so that you can really start to, and those, those are the kind of words that cause the glue to melt and give you your freedom. Mm, I love it. In fact, in that two of your book, which is titled, I've Tried Too Many Times, and I like this line. It says, this is your 20th attempt with the same ingredients. 
You question your skills and quit trying. And then the following line, your skills are not in question. The ingredients are. You can learn about other ingredients and new techniques. So I love that chapter because a lot of the little vignettes that you provide there are really reminders of the significant identity of self. Before I can start taking a look out in the atmosphere and the environment in which I belong and the external elements, I need to center myself, you know, cement myself in where I'm at and, and see that. So VAT 2 takes me there, but then you take me to VAT 3, actually, which talked about competition. And you titled it, There's Too Much Competition, right? And can I ask this question? Right. Do you, Yes, we are often human versus human. You know, the idea of conflict is eminent when you look at it from a literary standpoint. But the biggest conflict that I think is always a challenge for me is human versus self, right? And that competition with me. Can you speak to that for your own journey? Is that something you've also encountered and may perhaps have inspired this, this chapter of your book? Yeah, you can be in competition with yourself because you're thinking that, okay, now I, can, I know that I am a great educator. I am mm-hmm. very good at lesson planning. People learn from me. I have great, I have great techniques. But then you get yourself into a situation where, okay, I know I can teach at this particular level, but I'm going to go another level up. And you start to think, well, okay, I can do it at this level, but how can I do it at the next level? And do I have that, okay, so this, me at this level, I can do this, but now you're in competition of the next level you. And now you're right. like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you know, I can, I can do, I can teach to these people at high school, but now I'm thinking about going to college level. Do I have, do I have that? Do I have what it takes to do this? You know, now you're, you're competing with this level and then whoever you are going to be at the next level. And um, I've, I've done that because, you know, as I, as I started my own journey from mm-hmm. just, okay, I'm going to be writing short stories and I was going to do a book of play and a movie, wash, rinse, and repeat. That's what I was going mm-hmm. to do. And then I started to venture out, and I started writing articles and video scripts, and I started to gain, you know, earn money as a writer. And I thought, okay, I know how to tell a story, but do I know how to tell a story that would sell? Do I know mm-hmm. how to tell a story that people would really want to read and really mm-hmm. be interested mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to be okay going to the next level? <laughs> you know, and so it's kind of like I'm, I'm in competition with the, the next version of me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, love it. I love it. And and so am I. And and I love what you said in here, you know, at the beginning of the book. I had to read this if you don't mind me just sharing this. When I wrote this book, I realized I needed to be inspired first. I was yeah. stuck and had to, had no idea how to move forward. And I remember our first as you, as I read that, I remember our first meeting. That was what 6 years ago almost now. Oh. <laughs> and I remember us I remember exactly what you just said about your own ambitions when we met together at that Denny's by the way on Marlin Road here in Miami by the way folks. And we met and had a good breakfast, by the way. It was very good, and I had great, beautiful company. Thank you, my sister. But it was also a moment where we both were reimagining our identities, our creative identities, in a world that was evolving then, and then here we are now, today. (laughs) And 
that actually is a great question that leads into what Nancy asked. But before I answer, ask some of the questions that are coming in, I want to share with listeners, thank you for listening live to Every BJ Speaks here on Everyday Folks Radio. I'm having a conversation with my sister from another mister, Anike Madison, podcaster, fellow author, bestie friend, and author of her latest book, Speak to Your Glue. If you'd like to speak to us, don't be shy on the inbox. I see some things that are coming in, so we're going to try to get to some of your questions, Adike. We'll get to some of them as they're coming in on my third screen here. But Everyday Folks Radio, um, Everyday Folks Listen, excuse me, at gmail.com. Again, that is Everyday Folks Listen at gmail.com. If you want to send in a question, you can DM me on Instagram. And I promise I try to get to all. And if not, I'll forward those that I don't to our esteemed guests. So, Anike, I have something to share with you, and it's related to that line I just read, which is about being inspired. Nancy wants to know, what inspired you to write this book? And you kind of mentioned it earlier, oh, but maybe there's a heart. There's a, I think there's, some, there's a deeper level to it. There is, you know, because I, I have a history of being stuck. I have a long history of just, I have been a dreamer ever since I could form a thought. You know, I remember when I was a kid writing stories and like five, six years old writing stories and didn't even realize what I was doing. <laughs> but um, I've always been too afraid to put myself out there. You know, I was, a, I was a theater major and I was a stage manager. And I said, just give me uh, five lines just so that you'll let me graduate. I didn't want to be on stage. And so I just kept saying, I'm not going to put myself out there. Then I found myself doing videos, and you invited me to do speaking engagements. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> you know, I just don't know. And I've always had that, just that mental, oh, I don't, know if I, can, I don't know if I can present myself. I can create something, but me, being out there, mm, I don't know. And so, and I just went year after year after year until finally um, I, had, um, I had been ill for a long, long time. And when I got my healing, I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. All that stuff you've been telling me about all these years, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to finally, finally do it. And so then I got to the point where I was actually doing it. I met you. You were one of the people that just kept giving me all these wonderful opportunities. I appreciate so much the fact that you just believed in me so much. You're you very believe, welcome. You didn't know that you believed in me more than I believed in myself at the time of the mm. <laughs> Mm. And so I that, and so I said, you know, if he believes in me this much, let me let me take a chance, let me do this. And then August, August 2020, I said, why am I back here again? And I, I do not want because the last time it was years. This time it can't be. It can't be years. It, right, I right. have to do something. And so that's when the words came to me. Speak to speak to your glue. I wrote the first draft that night. And as I was writing it and I started to think about the vet of your own creation and the glue and all the different things, I started, I was speaking to myself first. And, and everything that you see in that book is something that I experienced, everything. And so I just realized that it's going to be different now. I'm going to be able to get unstuck easier now because I had already done my self-work. And I talked right. about self-work right. in the book. So and it just it just makes a difference when you do your self work, and so as I was writing it, I was like, okay, okay, I'm I started to feel myself getting unstuck in every chapter that I wrote, and um, it, I thought it was going to be longer, but it I I had gotten to the end and I said, 
that's it. That's all I've got to say. This is this is the whole thing. And um, yeah, so it was it was just me trying to say, okay, I am not going through years of this again. I'm going to do this work. I'm going to get myself unstuck. And I'm going to get myself back on track. Mm. And you mentioned that in the book about being eternally stuck, right? And yeah. I, that starts actually where VAT1 kind of picks up in terms of that idea of being eternal, eternally stuck. What advice do you give to folks? Now, granted, don't give everything, Anika, because we want them to buy the book. And folks, <laughs> it is available on Amazon.com. How, and we will place it under who I'm supporting on, the, on, on Everyday Folks, on, the, on Everyday Folks Radio website. But what advice, what initial advice could you give to someone, Anika, who feels eternally stuck? Yes. Do that self-work. You have to have a foundation to stand on. And, I t- and, then I'm, and this is something I've talked about on, on the air, so I'm not giving too much away. But you've got to answer the questions, the things that we, we learned about in school. Who, what, where, when, how. We have to, and, I, and I put them in a certain order for a reason, because one answer answers the next, answers the next. Right. So as a, as a believer, I start out with who. I am a child of God. Then I start, and then I go to who, who am I? Who did he create me to be? And my why. Then it, and those answer the what and the where and the when and the how. So the, the, each question answers the next, and I, and I actually outline it in the book. And the reason why you really have to do that self-work is because it takes me back to when I first started writing and I entered in contests and I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm all, you know, I'm right, all right. excited. And I entered the contest. The, the first series of contests, it was kind of like, okay, it was, it was light. But then I entered a really serious one, and these people were like serious, serious writers. And they hated it. <laughs> and I, I wrote thrillers, and they said, you have too many twists and turns. I don't know where your story is going. And they had good points. So and now normally, before I did my self-work, I would say they're probably right and I would retreat. But I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Right, right. I can do this. And I took their criticisms and I actually had them side by side. As I wrote, I had their critics right, right by me and I was going after them. And they hated it. <laughs> and I kept coming back and they hated it. And eventually they started saying, oh, that's good. And they started looking forward to my next work. And I said, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, mm-hmm. that's what self-work does. It gets you to the point where that passion starts taking over, it becomes the drive, and you're like, oh, no, Mm-mm. you can't tell me who I am because I know who I am. So the person that's been as, as eternally stuck like I was, you have to discover who you are, and you have to, be, and you have to stand on it, and you have to you – have Stand on it every single time. If you have to keep telling yourself who you are every day, then that's what you do until it gets into your mind. Then you ha- and you have this solid foundation that is immovable, and nobody can tell you any different. But mm-hmm. you have to start. Mm, very good point. And in fact, what you just mentioned it reminds me of the idea that it's okay, almost like finding a sense of acceptance in the moment of the struggle that, hey, it's okay that I'm looking, I'm in this space. And perhaps because I'm here, let me see this as an opportunity for growth. And that's what, like you said, is about going in and putting in the work, making that checklist and doing some inventory, 
in terms of your own emotional, religious, spiritual, what have you, all of those, um, the stock in your possession, right? And the materials, the resources, the, the items in your closet. But once you start organizing, you start doing this, you slowly in some way are doing this spring cleaning to start identifying, okay, I'm going to tackle this first. Because you can't do everything. If not, you'll be caught in an endless web um, of being overwhelmed and anxiety and those kind of things. Let me tackle this and put some measures and benchmarks along the way and also celebrate. Celebrate those, those milestones, right? Have you done that in DK? you've done a lot and I always say this to you have you really taken time to take value and breathe and say not only for asking you know the man upstairs but I'm talking also just in general appreciating life and just sitting still in the space and treating yourself and or those in or those you love and gratitude for what you've accomplished yes I, I really have and and you know because I'm always telling you how much I appreciate you and that's that's my that's my favorite saying. I appreciate you because I really I really do. And you I mean it too. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, and it's just so and it and I'm just an appreciative person. And like my first book, I I, I laugh because I I put in there um, that the thank yous are going to be long because you're you're, you're talking it's coming from a person who's very grateful. So you know, sorry, it's going to be long. <laughs> my acknowledgments are going to be long because I just am so grateful. And I remember just taking taking a moment one day and just you know looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, I'm proud of you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I used to be like I am not gonna get in front of camera because I'm too heavy, you know, and that's and the thing that goes going back to what you were saying is that you you're you're working your way through. I'm working my way through, you know, I, I'm un, I've unstuck from so many different things, but there are other things I'm still working through. I'm still working through the weight. I'm still working through, uh, you know, other things. Right, and right. so, but I didn't stop, it didn't stop me from writing this book because I've done that work. You know what I mean? This is, this is a journey. This whole thing is just a journey. And so I just said, you know, I'm proud of you because that is a place that is one of the biggest places. You put yourself out there even though you are very self-conscious about your weight. Right. You did it anyway. Right. And you stood in front of people and you and but the path is just it's something that's why I'm so that's why my, my show is about passion. That's why I just really believe in really allowing your passion to take a drive because that's that's the way I've been doing this. You know, I'm so I'm I every time I I don't want to do something, that passion takes over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just got to do it. And so I just said, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> oh, well, I have to say, it, but also your gift to the world, because you, there is this altruistic dimension of you, that you give that, it translates well to anyone that speaks to you. You're a gorgeous person. You're beautiful inside and out. And you're just affectious with your, your smile and your grace. That really attracts Thanks. people. And, folks, I hope that attracts you to pick up this book, by the way. So, yes, that was a great slide in, right? A great segue, right? But it's true because, Anika, you offer the world so much. And when you listen to her, your, your episodes, you read your works, it all comes full cycle in terms of the identity of what you want. And that is not only to help yourself, but you really want to help everybody else. You want everybody else to feel good and be appreciative and to find value and meaning in their lives and context and the things that they do. 
And so, folks, thank you for listening live. We're here on Everyday Folks Radio. We're about a half hour into this show. And, Anika, I still have a bunch of questions to get to. And the, the call in line, the switchboard, is lit with great listeners. And so we're going to try to take a few okay. of those questions. I'll start first with a question from Denver. Denver, thank you for listening. You listen to all of our shows. You are a, a loyalist to our, our, our brand here. We appreciate it. So here comes the question, Anika. I'll read it slowly. I struggle with personal challenges. I'm unmotivated at times. What do you recommend for folks like me who are stuck in a place? Okay. Well, thank you for very much for listening. So, and um, this is actually you, this is actually a first step. A lot of people don't really give themselves enough credit to actually taking that first step and asking right. the question, it, because because the fact that you're asking the question means that you want to move forward, and people don't give enough themselves enough credit for that. So congratulations to that. And the next thing is that um, I go back to that self-work. I'm always going back to that self-work because I'm telling you, if you have no clarity on who you really are and, and your why, it's going to be very difficult. And so you have to make the discovery because one of the things I'm hoping that everything that I'm saying and everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm putting out there, I'm hoping that people are taking the time to really discover what their passions really are. Because if you don't know what they are, it's going to be very difficult to do anything and go anywhere. And one of the reasons why I was able to tell the, the critics and anybody else that came into my space, no, <laughs> you are not right. going to tell me who I You are not going to tell me what I can't do. It's because of that self-work and because of the fact that I said, you know what, I just discovered I'm really passionate about encouraging people. I'm really passionate about being a creative and inspiring right. people. Right. And once I made that discovery, I knew where my life needed to go. And so from that point, I just needed to know where my skill set fit. Right. So, you know, I did the self-work. I made the discovery. Now, where does my skill set fit? And so I started out with just saying, okay, I'm going to write a book, play a movie. But then I said, oh, you know what? I, I, have, a, I have a really good skill, skill set in writing short stories. And then writing stories, writing short stories, and then it led me to video scripts. And it led me to articles, and it led me to all these different things. And I started to make all these discoveries, and it opened my world. And so a lot of times, if you're just living in a closed space, that can, be, that, that can get you stuck because you're just in this, this, this whole this, this, this cold space. You're not even seeing where your talents can take you. you know? And once I saw where my talents can take me, it was like, oh, this is a whole other world out here. Right, you right. Know? And so you have to give yourself an opportunity to, dis- to make discoveries. Make, and, 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 and be open to the possibilities, that, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. And we have a few questions that are coming in. Let's see if we can get one of the callers on the live here on the air. Hello, caller. You're live on Everyday Faith. Hello, caller. You're live on Everyday Folks Radio. You're listening to BJ and Anike. Do you have a question or a comment? All righty. I think that person was about to pick up, and then <laughs> we'll try another. We have quite a few here on the line, Anike, so let's see if we can get a couple. Hello, listener. You're live on Everyday Folks Radio. 
I think they're a little shy. But I got a question here from Todd. Todd wants to know, so what's the ultimate goal of your book? The ultimate goal is to get people to realize, to actually get people to go from the very beginning. Acknowledge what it is that keeps you stuck. You have to know what that thing is. Then once you acknowledge it, then you've got to speak to it. You've got to, you know, just really, really use the words that are going to melt the glue. Because a lot of times we use words like, I think I can. You, you can't use those kind of weak words. You've got to start believing. And so I want you to go from maybe to strong belief. I got this. I know I can do this because I've got this gifting. You know, and so once you make that discovery of who you are and how you can do this, okay, so now that I know I've got this gift, I've always wanted to, to, have, to start that business. Okay, I don't have a lot of money. Okay, I don't this. And, and, and see, now you're starting to go backwards. You know, okay, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of experience. Those are the things that are, that's the glue. <laughs> now you're starting to pour your glue. And I need you to stop pouring that glue and start to say, well, okay, I can start saving mm-hmm. this amount of money. I can start learning this kind of thing. You know, there's, there's free courses out there. There's courses that are, are, are cheap that you can take to start learning more about business. You can get yourself in, you know, scholarships, whatever you have to do. But just turn that around and start thinking about all the things that can happen, all the things that you can do, and start melting that glue and get free. Get your freedom. Mm, and Todd. I'll only add what Adike said. It was amazing. Make sure that you're taking your personal or professional a meter, taking the pulse on where you're at in terms of that identity. And that's so critical because if you're, you can't live in denial, right, Adike, with the things that you know need to be addressed. If I don't yeah. fix it, if I don't take care of the cavity in my tooth, it's more likely to manifest and it'll create, there'll be greater implications. So I got to address it. I got to, Get over that fear, conquer that idea that I might have to take some Novocaine and get numb by that dentist so that I can get in there and get the work done, right? The same applies to our identities and our own stories. But some things would you say, Anike, there are some things that are harder to just to do than others, right? And so it it may be depending on various reasons. Could you speak a little to that? Like what are some things that, or at least what could cause an individual to really take pause? before taking action to address what's making them stuck. Yeah, one of the, one of the shows that I, if I, thinking back to one of the things I said in the show, is that mm-hmm. you get on a merry-go-round. You know, you just keep doing the same thing over and over right, again. Right. And you've got to realize that some of, some of these things that you're doing are just not working. You've got to let some of that stuff go. And you've got to really analyze. You've got to look at it and say, okay, I've been doing X for so long, but it's not giving, getting me anywhere. Then X has got to go. Right. And so you have to – and then you have to start looking at how many things you're doing. Because that actually got me stuck. I had way too many things going on at one time. And I, and I said, okay, what – and that's actually leading me to um, the, the first book and my whole, my whole next series. And it's going to be all about making sense of your journey. Because if you don't do things that make sense 
to what you're doing right now, you're going to be spinning your wheels. You're, just, you're not mm-hmm. going to get anywhere. Right. Everything has to be strategic. So if you are going to go back to school, you can't um, think, start thinking about, well, my, my, my next vacation. Next vacation is not going to get you back in school. What is going mm-hmm. to get you in school? You have to go and look at the courses. You have to decide your college. You have to decide what you're going to major. You, you have to take the steps necessary. And some of the steps are just hard. We're not talking about getting ready for a party or, you know, we're, get, we're talking about really tough journeys. Right, but right. these journeys are worth it. And you've got to make sure that you're not doing too much at one time and you're not doing things that just don't make sense. Hmm. And I love the idea of what you said. My most favorite chapter, by the way, in the book, the idea of ridding yourself of the gripper. The gripper. Yes. Oh, I could actually visualize a little character or something. Uh, you know, that, 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 that could be just, you know, something to put on a T-shirt, by the way. But I have to tell you, it's true. We have to get rid of the gripper. And, and the opening line is this. What is the gripper? It is the thing that has been applying the glue to your life. It could be a person, place, or thing. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I have had some grippers in my life, and they just keep you in place. And the thing is, is that we have to understand that the gripper has an alternative motive. If you are the person that's supplying certain things for this gripper, you are, you are the, the, the person that they go to or whatever, there's an ulterior motive to keep you in that space. Right. So you have to understand that. And, you have, and knowing that, then you have to make a decision. Am I going to allow that mm. or am I going to move? Mm-hmm. And Stacy just asked, I'm still trying to understand the glue metaphor. Can you break it down for me again? Yes. Yeah, so the, I talked about the, the vat. So the, the vat is just, um, something that is, is just picture yourself in a drum that you, of your own creation. It just surrounds you. And, you, and every time you start thinking about um, something negative, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm too fat, I'm too, I'm not educated enough. And it's like you just, if you can picture an image of this vat, I'm too fat, I'm too, and it's just kind of surrounding you and surrounding you. And every time you say something that, 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 that just keeps you in that moment, keeps you in that space, I don't, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough education, you just picture it just surrounding you and surrounding you and surrounding you until, until it actually encompasses you and it's all around you. And now, even though you can still move, now you, you're, you're limited. You right. Because now right. you don't have to more because you have created this that now. And so now you're in there and now, you're, now people are, other sources are coming. Oh, you know what? I really thought about becoming a speaker. And then somebody comes in, well, you know, didn't you talk about having stage fright? That's glue. I really want to start this business. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of money. Blue. Blue. <laughs> you know? Yep. And all this negative stuff. Negative, and it's just pouring and pouring. Yes. And next thing you know, you're in this vat, and now you're stuck. And, and it's like, and, and every, all the glue is a representation. If you look at the, the cover, I have the word cannot, doubt, and fear. Fear. Written yep. in I've the, seen it. GL. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why E doesn't have anything in it is because the, the letters are melting, which is all those positive words, those really strong, 
power, power words are melting that glue until, the, until all that's gone. And mm. you no longer have the idea that you can't. You no longer have the idea that, you're, that you, 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 there's too much fear. You no longer doubt. It's gone now. And mm. so that's it's the sense. whole idea. Mm, I think that was great. And Stacey, if, if you got to pick up the book so that you can see it even more in context. But what Nikki just described, it's spot on in terms of what the, the, the title and the work and the glue metaphor and what it represents. Check it out. So, Nikki, I have a question here from Spencer. Spencer asks, your last book was based on a family experience with caregiving. What made you take this route in your latest work? First of all, thank you very much. I, I really hope that that book has helped you and inspired you. Um, this one, I just, I just felt like everybody, there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of people that were just feeling the way that I was. And I've spoken to people that felt that way. And because I had experienced it for so many years, every time I think about something, um, every time somebody, God gives me something that I know is going to help other people, I just say, I, I have to mm-hmm. put it out there, you know, because that's just, I just, I'm created this way. I, I have to inspire. I, 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 that's what I call passion. My definition is I, I can't help it. I got I to gotta do it. And so I just, I realized that in that moment that I'm, I'm not the only one. And, and I have to put something out there that can help other people because my whole goal and my journey into passion with NKS is to get people moving towards something. And, and actually not just those passions are not just in your head, but actually move towards realization, you know, and, and start to see things happen. Because I know for myself personally, it's life-changing. And I want to see that for more people. I, I want more people to get into that space of realization. And, you, you can't do that if you're stuck. Yeah, that's true. And it's so, and, and, and the, the things that inspire Spencer, you got to understand us creatives. <laughs> the things that we inspire us, we're inspired by so many variables in life. It could be words that people say. It could be the sun, how it, how it, how it shines in the sky. It could be a traumatic experience, what have you. So we're inspired by so many things. What's neat here is that what Anike has done is really packaged a lot of these core things that eat at us that we sometimes don't talk about because it's, it's easier to not to just avoid it or to sweep it under the rug. But the fact is, mm-hmm. it's still there. And if you move that rug, you're going to see that debris. And so spring cleaning is in order, folks. It is now just, a, you know, we're ending winter. We're entering another season. It's beautiful here in South Florida, but also so should our life and our outlook toward life. And I think as you speak to your glue, you begin to recognize that if we take off these layers, and you've got to put in the work to look at the different layers and be accepting of the circumstances and okay with the opportunity, you might be a little uncomfortable, right, Anike? You might be a little uncomfortable, right? Have you had moments like that, Anike, as you were unstucking yourself, you know, I'm using a word there, but did you find those moments when you felt uncomfortable and how did you work through that? Oh, oh yeah. My first speaking engagement because of you <laughs> was, I'm telling you, if you had an EMT standing by and they were taking <laughs> a EKG, you would have told me to go sit down. 
I did not notice this, but now you reveal this, but go on. (laughs) I was so scared. And I was hoping, I was like, are my knees shaking? Are my my legs shaking? I was like really terrified in that moment because that was the first time, I'd done video, but that was the first time I'm actually standing in front of people. And I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm telling these people something that's really going to stay with them and inspire Mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) you know. And so that I had to – I was actually working through it as I was speaking. And and that's that's one of the moments where I realized, okay, your passion's got to take over because the fear is telling you to go sit down somewhere. (laughs) But that passion is like, no, girl, Mm -mm. keep going. That's right. And I had moments where I was, and like, I, I, I think I answered a question wrong. I couldn't remember something that I should remember. But I was like, okay, but that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just keep going. That's right. And being, being okay with not knowing everything. I think a lot of folks get that misconception. When you get someone who has a developed expertise or mastery in a topic, there's this expectation that they have the answer to everything. I'm quick to say that. And, and, and I also, just like you, um, you know, I say to them, I said, I, I don't know that. And you know, I'll get back to you. But if you get the answer before me, can you tell me? Because I'm also on this journey with you, right? And so, but to your point earlier, though, about being nervous, if it's of any consolation, all of us and everyone who's probably listening on the air as well, and no matter how many times I've walked in front of a student group or all the stages I've been on or even starting an episode, there are these anxiety jitters you get. And we just somehow know how to channel it and use it as fuel in our engine of persevere. I love the fact that you talked about that just a bit there. <laughs> and folks, you know, listening to everyday, listen to everyday folks radio and, 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 and all of our series, it just adds such value to your life. But this episode is extra special because not only do you get to listen, but you also get a follow-up. So do go to Amazon. Check out on Amazon Kendo. You can also get it available in print. Speak to your glue by Anike S. Madison. You won't be disappointed. We have a few other questions and just 14 minutes left in our episodes, Anike, so we'll get right to them. Nicole wants to know, what happens when you keep doing the work and nothing happens? And she adds, a friend of mine told me that I needed to shift how I see myself. I don't see myself positive. The work I'm putting in may never apply. I love your take on this. Thank you. Thank you so much for that question. And it's true. It can happen. Um, you can do all that. You, I, I believe, I know who I am. I know I you can answer all the questions. But then um, I, I had a video about this where I, I talked about, are you in the gray? And so and the, 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 the gray is you believe, but then somebody comes to you and says something, and they say or comes to you and says something, and all of a sudden doubt. Yep. And you're back in the belief, and then you're in the doubt. <laughs> you know, it's like you're just doing the stance. You're back and forward, and that's, that's like the gray area. To come out of that gray area, you've got to not only learn the answers, you've got to believe the answers. Mm. You have to keep saying it over and over again until you actually believe it. That is the thing that people just kind of skip over. They say, but I, I know I'm an educator, and I know. But then I'm listening to them, and I'm like, you don't really believe what you're saying. You're telling me, and you're giving me great answers. 
but I don't believe you. And if I don't believe you, you don't believe you. I, when I say I'm an encourager, I, I believe it. When I say I can create a story, I believe I can do it. That's, that's, that's the difference. You have to believe in what you're speaking. You can't just say the word. And so that's the big difference. Believe it. Thank you, Anike. And, Nicole, only to add, you know, this show in itself and the book itself is in no way a replacement of mental health support. And so if you ever mm. feel the need, if beyond what you're describing and all these recommendations that this wonderful work and author provides, don't be afraid to get the help. Call us, email us. We'll get the support you need as well because mental illness is real. And especially, in, and it's not just especially now, it's always been a challenge, right? It's always been an issue within Absolutely. our society. And when you break down the, the demographic even more within subcultures or contexts of society, the, the, the need is even more vast. So, therefore, Nicole, please take this, you know, hopefully that you, you get the love and support you need. And like Anike said, find your, find, see your value and your purpose and your passion Make sure that you see the good in what you can be because that's going to help you in your journey for recovery. It will. Yeah, if I can add to that, I, I tell you, after I lost my, my dad, um, who's the closest person to me other than my mom, um, I lost a lot of self-confidence with it. And I just, you know, and so I had to get therapy. And, you know, sometimes if you get to the right therapist, because she was showing me how much I was in survival mode, and I actually put that in the book as well. And so if you, if you need that help, get that help, you right. know, because that was one of the best things that I ever did. Because I just, you know, you, sometimes you just get to the point where you're like, I, I really can't get through this without help. Get the help. That's right. Absolutely. And we'll see if we can take another caller before the show ends. Hello, caller. You're live on Everyday Folks. BJ Speaks. There's so many folks who are listening. I think they're just so enthralled by the conversations of, of what's going on. But Brian has a question, I think, Anike, that is really significant, and that is, should we follow our passions or purpose in life? I think purpose is important first, then follow your passion. What are your, what's your take on that? Because there's always a battle of the two Ps, I call them. You know, passion versus purpose. Some pe- some advocate that we should follow our passions. Others advocate we should follow our purpose. At some point, don't they both complement? Yeah. So when you're when you're answering the questions, you're doing the self work, the who, what, why, and you and you're getting the getting the found you're laying getting that foundation to stand on. What you're discovering, you're discovering that the why part of it. You're mm-hmm. discovering the passion. And so the reason why I know what my purpose is is because mm. God gave me the passion to do it. And so I know I made that discovery because, like, my, um, my pastor and I quoted my pastor is that, it's, you know, your, your purpose is strategically tied to your passion. There's a, there's a strategy there. And so I know that I am creative and I'm, I'm able to create things because I'm so passionate about it. He gives you what you need to do it. So my life's purpose of encouraging people and putting my work out there, um, I was given the passion to create it. So it, it works hand in hand. Mm, that's a wonderful statement. And Denixia just asked, 
So what are you working on next? I want to know too, Denixia, although I have a, a little insider speak, but she asked a two-part question. So we'll start with part one, Anike. What are you working on next? I am working on I am going to get this course done. I'm telling you, it's good. <laughs> but you know I'm a powerful caregivers. I am never going to forget my lovely, wonderful caregivers. I love each and every one of you. And I am working on this course. I'm concentrating on new caregivers because I know what it is to one minute be helping somebody and the next minute you are it. <laughs> you are the person that's going to be there for them through the appointments and everything. And you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> now mm. what am I supposed to do with all this? Because the things for me when I, when I was get put into that situation, I was thinking, I don't want to do anything wrong. Because this right. is somebody's life. Right. This, this, mm-hmm. you know, what, if I, what if I give them the wrong The liability of it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What am I <laughs> going to do here? So I had to take a step back, breathe, calm down, and plan. <laughs> you know, and so when I did that, I didn't realize at that moment I was writing the book and I was creating the course. I didn't realize it because my focus was my dad. And so uh, after I did that, okay, other people can benefit from it. So that's when I created the book. And I had little tips that you don't really think about. And I said, I'm going to expound on that. So the course is coming up for new caregivers trying to navigate this medical appointment journey that can be really difficult. Um, and so the book, the book is going to be the, the resource, but I want to kind of expound on it with this class. So mm. I'm doing that. Then after I get that done, I'm going to start this, this series, and it's, it's called Journey to Passion with the NKS Series, Providing Inspiration, Encouragement, and Life Lessons for Our Journey. And I'm starting with Making Sense of Your Journey, and I'm going to be talking about various things because um, I, I always talk about next level. You know, you can't just get to a realization. That's not, that's not how life works. That's just one path. You've got to keep going. And so it's going to be, and I've learned so many different things that I want to share, and I want people to grow and keep growing and keep growing. And people ask, well, how many, how many dreams and goals can you reach? There's no limit. There's no, There's no limit, right? <laughs> However many you can. I like the fact that you said goals because sometimes I feel sometimes we can people confuse goals versus dreams I like goals because they are based in reality and it's okay to dream it's okay to have that but I but you can have a dream the dream could be to own a house but what are your goals to get there right there's some obstacles or challenges or needs or resources you may need to get there but ultimately it becomes a goal it becomes based in reality right and Denixia wanted to know, have you considered a book about following your passions in life? Ah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, absolutely. That's actually going to be a part of this series um, because, and like you said, there, there are differences between goals and passions. And, some, you know, your, your goal is to get to school, but the passion is what you're going to do with it. I'm passionate about working with children with special needs. That's my passion. But the goal is to get the education in order to do it, you know. So right, um, right. absolutely, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tackling that. And our final question for you, Nikki, is this. Axel wants to know, have you thought of interviewing people to use their stories to connect to your topics? 
as far as a book, oh, yeah. not on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I know I really um, – it's so funny that he says that because I've been thinking about that because I know that there's many people that either are in the situation or they have done the work and gotten out of the situation. And so I would love to get the different, the different views and how – because the thing is, is that people always talk you think about the people that have already gotten out of it, but what about the people that are doing the work, and how are they doing? How are they doing their work? You know, right. how are they answering these questions? Right. I like to, I like to know the different levels because all of it is important. Nice little check in too, you know, to see where they're at and take a pulse because hey, it'd be nice to see how yeah. the journey. You know, once they've gotten exactly. unstuck, okay, so where is that yeah. now, and how can we keep them on? that healthy diet of happiness and, and forward moving, right? It's all good. Exactly. And, uh, and DK, congratulations to you folks. Round of applause to you for everything you're doing and continue to put out in this incredible world. You know, I love you. I wish you continued success in everything you do. And you know, we'll be seeing each other very soon, whether it be on your show or my show or everyday folks stay somewhere. But I also want to share with you folks, if you do us a favor, please go to my webpage at everyday folks, Radio.com or BillyPaulJones.com. In the next hour, I'm going to post a link to the Festival of Music, Film, Literature, and Art at Bar College, of which I chair as a faculty member at the college. And Anika S. Madison will be speaking live, virtually live, during one of the, the Festival's 15 events. So we, and it's free. All you have to do is do, do a Zoom registration and, and join the fun. So that I'll send, I'll provide the link under my webpage as well so that you're able to access that and come and support Anike and all that she's doing. And don't forget to subscribe. Go to AnikeMadison.net, subscribe to her page on Instagram. You can look her up under Anike Madison as well and Facebook too. And subscribe so that you can stay in the news and the know of the latest. And folks, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Folks. We also want to encourage you to check out all of our other episodes. Collectively, we have over 200 um, episodes you know, of, of content that you can explore for the past six years for three series on our show. So check it out and do visit our page. We're available on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google uh, Podcasts. We're on every major outlet, folks, and right here on Blog Talk Radio. So thank you, and I hope to see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. for another episode where I'll be interviewing Susan Summons for her and to share more, for her to share more about her amazing story and her perspective on a number of exciting things that she's doing too. Until then, take care and stay safe.